Why, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. I'm here as always with my good friend and co-host Suzanne. How are you, Suzanne? Hi, Michelle. How are you today? I'm good. I've been running like a chicken with its head cut off. It has been such a busy morning. I agree. I've had that same kind of morning. Yes, because about a week ago, a good friend of mine told us about this flight experience that she had where a direct (laughs) flight ended up taking three or four times as long as it should. (laughs) And that Uh call from her, that conversation with her, which is you, of course, (laughs) to anyone who hadn't caught on, has inspired Rob and I, instead of flying to Napa, to drive to Napa. So instead of leaving on Friday morning, we are now leaving tomorrow morning. So I'm just trying to get everything done. Well, and I applaud you. I wish I could say the same because after my experience last week, I would drive in a heartbeat. But my husband is out of town. He's not getting back till tomorrow night. But he did say if we have any travel issues flying, we're just going to jump in our car and drive. (laughs) And it's only about 12 hours from us. So so we will, if we have to, we're going to drive. And when I was experiencing my travel nightmare, I thought, do I talk too much about my travel nightmares? (laughs) in our podcast, because, you know, this was a doozy. Well, you can share. I don't think you talk too much because I think everybody right now is relating with that frustration. Yes. And, you know, everything was on time. Everything was good. We taxied out to the runway and we are... I can't remember. We I know we were moving. So I think we were on the runway and someone rang their call belt call button. And of course the flight attendant comes on and said, We're on an active runway. Unless this is a medical emergency, um, please turn off your call button. And then people started yelling in the back, you know, halfway back in the plane. This isn't a medical emergency, medical emergency. Never seen flight attendants move so fast and how they got it to the pilot, the information to the pilot so he could abort takeoff is beyond me. (laughs) So they aborted takeoff. We went back to the gate. And interestingly, the PAC system, which is, I think, believe from my understanding is the airflow system of the plane was not working and a passenger had passed out. And I think that the flight attendant became woozy because she was dealing with a sick um, passenger, but then she felt like she was going to pass out. So then they decided because the PAC system was not working, they were going to get everyone off the plane and get it to a new aircraft. (laughs) And that's never a quick process. And you know, when they say, sorry, folks, but because this PAC system is not working, your health is our main concern. We have to get a new plane. And I looked at Jeff and I said, oh, this is 
four hours minimum. <laughs> and sure enough, it was four hours. And fortunately, they got another plane very quickly. So we boarded the second plane after, yeah, I mean, we sat in the in for about three hours in the terminal, boarded the plane, and two of the flight attendants were, same crew, were fighting over what happened on the previous plane. And one of the flight attendants ended up in tears because he was so offended by the criticism he was getting from the first flight attendant. So he removed himself from the flight. So then we were down a crew member. <laughs> and another delay. And so we had to wait for another crew member, which again, they pulled a crew, a flight attendant from a, another flight that hadn't taken off yet and put her on our flight, which was great. But still, it was another delay. So we were supposed to, long story short, we were supposed to get home at noon. We walked in our door at 5 p.m. So not a huge delay, just a pain in the butt. And I said to you, if I could, I would drive to Napa. And I repeated those words to Rob. And Rob was like, well, why don't we? And I'm like, well, we could. And the bonus to that is when we purchase wine at the wineries, I don't have to ship it. I can just drive it back home with me in my car. I know. I mean, if I could drive, I would drive in a minute because, you know, my other favorite thing to do is take my coffee pot with me on road trips. So I always have my coffee pot. And I'm like, oh, I want to drive so badly. But we're and, you know, maybe our flight will be canceled or delayed. And because we did decide, OK, we're just going to jump in the car and go. If our flight's delayed or any any issues, we're just going to jump in the car and go. And we'll get in late, but we'll get there. Well, we could still figure this out, but we'll save those details for after the podcast because you could always drive to Havasu and we could caravan. I know. I thought about that, too. It's, it's so, a possibility. It's a possibility. But we'll get back to that. Yeah, we, do have a, we do have a podcast to take care of. They're probably like, what the hell? Move on, know, ladies. Move on. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> well, know. I'm really excited about our topic today. I have a lot of examples, and it's just something oh, that's good. been on my mind a lot lately, and that is expectations. Having expectations and just how they can mess with your mind and how they mm -hmm. can limit your growth. And yeah, they do keep us safe. They keep us in a box. But do we want to live our life in a box? So I thought we could talk about expectations today. I think it's a great topic. So great topic. I have yeah. a lot to say about it, too. But I'm going to let you take the lead. I don't even know where to start because there's so much. Okay, well, I guess I can share with you um, an expectation that for some unknown reason, it was never told to me, but one that I carried in my heart. Because as you know, last summer, Rob and I, we sold the home we raised our children in. Mm -hmm. And throughout the whole process of selling it, which was very stressful, 
my only wish and my only hope was that there was going to be a family moving in there with mm-hmm. kids who would love the house and allow their kids to grow up and it become their home to make their memories. So when I signed on that dotted line, that was my image. This house was Mm -hmm. going into the hands of a family with kids. They were going to love it, make it their own. Well, damned if I didn't just find out a while ago that it's now VRBO. Oh, really? All the expectations I created, which I have no right to those expectations, they were assumptions, mm-hmm. they were expectations, and now I'm just disappointed and sitting in that, damn, did I make a mistake? But really, at that point, it's out of my hands. Like, there's no reason True. I should have an expectation for that home. So I've been sitting in that energy for a while, and yeah, it kind of bums me out. So then I started thinking about expectations, and again, now I have several examples. So I'll let you jump in before I take over this whole podcast. (laughs) Well, I want you to take over this whole podcast. But my comment to that is, you set those expectations to protect yourself. I mean, it was your way of coping and dealing with the trauma of giving up the home you raised your children in. So you can't beat yourself up now, because maybe your expectations at the time were well, self-imposed and maybe unrealistic, but you did it to protect yourself and to make the process easier. So yeah, you can't beat yourself up over it. As I said, expectations can keep Mm -hmm. us safe. And yes, I guess. But they can also hurt us. And they they can can also also hurt. That is 100%, 100% true. So like, when do you think expectations are a good thing? I think I just had a, I just had an incident in my shop and I knew that this was going to be our topic today where I feel like my expectations were valid, not necessarily good, but valid because I had a delivery that came to my store extremely damaged. And normally if something shows up from a delivery company and it's damaged, I will refuse the delivery. I wasn't at the store yesterday and one of the women working at my shop um, knows that she has the right to refuse the delivery The expectation is when it arrives, it arrives in good condition. It arrived crushed. (laughs) And he did not, the driver did not let us refuse the shipment. And so, but my expectation as a businesswoman is I have, I expect to have that delivery show up on time in good condition. And if it's not, I expect to be able to refuse it. And I think that is a valid and good expectation to have because it's rules to live by. 
Exactly. And I was thinking about that too. When is it good to have an expectation? I think when you're entering into an employment contract or into a job, when somebody says, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars and these are your benefits, but in return, this is what I expect Mm -hmm. to see performance wise. I think expectations are great that way, right? especially if then the employer says, well, I'll give you a little room to be flexible and creative too. But I mean, it's a contract. It's decided and agreed upon. It defines the perimeters of what you're doing. And if I didn't have an expectation about that shipment, how would my employees know that they had perimeters to where they could say, oh, no, we're not accepting that. It's damaged. So yeah, it defines your perimeters. That's when it's good. Yes. And I think, you know, I I was having a conversation with a younger person in my life. And I find these kids, they have so much wisdom that they bring to the table that at first you're like, but wait, what? wait, wait, no, no, no. But then really, if you listen to them, they're very I don't even know. The way they approach life is just very impressive to watch. But anyway, I do have this younger person in my life and this person was getting ready to enter into a new relationship, but they weren't defining it as a relationship because in their mind, it put too much expectation on it. They just wanted to live in the moment and not worry about the outcome or where it was going, but just enjoy the moment. And I think all of us can really learn living by that ideal. And I'm actually, you know, super impressed and now trying to implement that in how I go about life, like being more present in the moment, being more mindful of my surroundings and then making the choice, you know, to go with the flow rather than fight it. Okay. I have a little bit in a relationship situation, and I, I agree going into a relationship not to put expectations on where it's going, but at some point, it's called for. At some point, they have to set those expectations or oh. the relationship is going to fall apart. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that. And I guess that's where I was getting to when their timing was right, then they decided what was going to happen next in the relationship. But it was just in that initial phase where they're getting to know each other. Like, let's just get to know each other without defining it. Right. And then when they were ready, they took the next step. So that would go to my next point. Expectations cannot come without good communication because we can set expectations and not necessarily express them to everyone And if we haven't communicated our expectations, that's when misunderstanding happens. Again, I consider expectations defining perimeters. And if we're not defining that clearly, that's when things are going to break down and fall apart. And we're going to end up hurt. They're going to end up hurt. So we're really going at this from two different point of views, like you're looking at expectations as being something as defining perimeters, and I'm looking at it kind of as something that can limit perimeters and sometimes or set myself up for disappointment 
Right. And I agree with that too. I think if we have if we have expectations that we haven't verbalized or we just have self-imposed expectations like you know what was going to happen to your house when you signed it away to someone else. You created these expectations. Again, you had no control over it. So yeah, those expectations that you used to protect yourself actually ended up disappointing you and hurting you. That's true. And I I can see it like, because you kind of have thrown me for a loop here. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. Because I've really been fighting, um, you know, the expectations people put on me and then the expectations that I have for myself and the world around me and just trying to release those in order to step forward. And Mm -hmm. um, around contracts, I do think it's fair always to have expectations. For example, the wine tour we're getting ready to go on. I months ago, okay, maybe a month ago, set up transportation and the transportation service was going to set up the tours. And I have been very patient because I expect them to get me an itinerary so I can look at it and make sure like we're good with all the stops and where we're going. Well, as of yesterday, and that's only a couple days before we leave, I had not heard anything. So I called them. And I think at first she was a little taken aback, like I was challenging her at her job. And that's not what I wanted to do. But I had an expectation she would get me that itinerary. And from there, you know, I could make the changes necessary. But she had the expectation of, I'm getting my job done. I expect you to be patient and I'll get it to you when I get it to you. Interesting. So you both had different expectations about the same matter, but because they weren't communicated properly, both of you, you be, until you had that conversation, it made you nervous and it made her offended because she felt like she was doing her job. She just didn't communicate to you that she's done her job. Whereas, right. whereas you sat back and because she didn't reach out to you and that was your expectation, you're like, okay, you know, what's the deal? And, yeah, and it, in this case, it definitely has to do with a breakdown of communication because I think more communication is better communication. Mm-hmm. But why do I expect that? I should just relax and, you know, give it a little more time to play out. Okay, that being said, what if, okay, you're two days away from leaving. What if she hadn't done what you expected her to do? <laughs> then where would you be? Then you'd get there and you'd be like, uh, excuse me, but we had a deal here. I know. So, and that's what yeah. I kept thinking about. And as Rob and I talked about, like if it was just him and I and we were in Napa, we would be twiddling our thumbs and not worried we'd let other people down, but you and Jeff are going too. And so I'm like, I can't imagine all four of us here and how grumpy we're all going to be because the tour didn't, you know, get set up right. So, yeah, but right. it's all, it's all moving forward now. Mm-hmm. And all the days are planned except for a few little details. And it's going to be great. Yeah, it is. So tell me what else do you have on your mind about expectations? Well, I just, you know, have really lately, okay, I'm going to share this. And again, 
and I know at some point I we will talk about this on a podcast, but I am very spiritual and I really do believe in the flow of the universe around me. And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes me by surprise. And so as we're getting ready to go to Napa, the universe is aligning in a way that at first I didn't see it. But as soon as I caught it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. I lost the flow of it because then I put on an expectation of, I wonder what this means. I wonder what will happen when I'm there. And so it took out the total surprise of it and it came to like, what do I need to do to get it where it needs to go? Or where's it going to go? Something's going to happen and having that expectation. So it really, for me, is just, you know, instead of going with the flow, instead of living with the moment, it kind of... Mm-hmm puts the result before the experience, if that makes sense. It does. And I'm trying to remember what it's called. It'll it'll probably come to me, but it's like predetermining the result based on an expectation. Right. Um, pre, uh, yeah. Now that's going to bug know, me because I can't I know, think of I know, what it is. I know. And it's going to, it'll hit me as soon as we're done recording and I'll be so mad. Yeah. Like, I know what this is called. Um, yeah, but that's just an example of instead of putting an expectation out there, just release it and say, well, I'm excited. Something's going to happen. And if it does, great. If it doesn't, that's great, too. But I'm just here for the experience and, you know, releasing myself or putting that expectation on myself that I have to be perfect and that if everything goes wrong with a plan, it's all my fault and just release it and say it'll happen as it's supposed to happen. Isn't it called self-fulfilling prophecy? Yes, and that is the correct terminology. (laughs) Thank you very much. I knew it would come to me. I was thinking, I know, I know it, I know it. But yeah, by having an expectation, are you creating this self-fulfilling prophecy? Yes, where you're going to be disappointed. I I just really think that... You're going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen the way you expect it to happen. Yes, I, I so agree with that. And I'll give you one more example because this will tie into another episode that we recorded. You do remember a couple of weeks back, we were talking about our, expen- um, our experience at a car rental place here in Havasu. Well, today, mm-hmm. Rob was not going to go pick up that car. So that meant Michelle was going to go pick up that car. It was under my name, my reservation. And after what happened last time, even though we were in the right, it just mm-hmm. felt really uncomfortable walking back in there. And so as I'm driving over there, I'm telling myself it is what it is. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is going to happen and I'm going to survive. So I'll either come out being pleasantly surprised or I will survive and we'll figure it out. And just shifting my mindset from dread or expecting the worst, shifting it to, okay, it is what it is. This is a situation. I will survive it. It just felt so much better going in. And then the experience was very good because the lady working today was the one we always work with, except for that one time. And she was apologetic. She's like, I picked out your car. I know it runs. It has air conditioning. You're all set to go. And it went really well. So I got to leave being surprised and not weighed down by those expectations, taking my joy away from my day. Well, that's a really good point really good point that yeah that 
your expectation can really bring you down. Yes, and if I, you let go of the expectation and just let it be, then it doesn't ruin your day. Exactly. And so I want to live more like that. I want to live more present in the experience rather than worrying about the future. And when you can shift your mindset, because it is a whole mindset shift, mm -hmm. I think that like, I'm going to feel so much better. I think people would feel so much better if they just say, okay, I'm present in the moment and what's going to happen is going to happen. And I can be a part of the process. And here we go. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. But again, around contracts and things like that, mm -hmm. the table's different or the, it, you know, the expectations right. well, it's where it's have when, a purpose. Right. It's when expectations have a purpose. Exactly. Well, and it was while you were talking, it was making me think about children and how children have expectations. But do they have expectations or do we give them their expectations. And I think specifically about birthday parties, for example, like a child's birthday is coming. And I know I ran into this with my children a lot where, where <laughs> I remember when my daughter turned 16, I realized that she was not the only girl turning 16 that year, that her entire group of friends all had their 16th birthday. And the ones that had birthdays in September and October um, during the school year are the easy ones because they get their 16th birthday. But by the time my daughter's birthday came around in January, she had experienced so many 16th birthday, sweet 16 birthday parties. It was like, how can we meet the expectations of her sweet 16 birthday party without it being like everyone else's. And the expectation limit gets set. And I think I created that expectation as, or I encouraged that expectation as much as she did. You know, she wanted a sweet 16 birthday party like no other party she's ever had, but she's already been to like 10 sweet 16 parties. So her expectation was high and I fed into that to keep her expectation high because I wanted her to have that best birthday party ever. Right. And you know, while you were saying that, not exactly the same, but I could hear the words keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, that's expectations. People, you know, wanting to keep up with the people around them or keep up with the experiences and go above. And I'm not saying that's what happened with the party, but that's just kind of what I started like, oh, yeah, like it was an aha moment for me. Right. Well, and I, I remember fighting that thinking, what can we do differently, but still make it special still meet the expectations. You get one sweet 16 party in your entire life. How can we make this great? How can we set expectations high and meet those expectations? And we, of course, accomplished it. She had a great party and she did a couple of great things for her 16th party. But yeah, when you get caught up in it, you definitely that's when it brings you down. Right. And you definitely can get 
caught up in the momentum of it and it's a lot. <laughs> it's a it lot to a experience. Lot. And I know that we place expectations on others, but how about when others place expectations on us that are unfair? And I've walked through that a little bit recently mm -hmm. where I feel like people are like, well, you make it better. You make it better. And I can't. It's not my journey. Like I can support you, but I can't make it better for me, for you. It, it's not my situation, not not my drama. And I've been struggling with that a lot. I'm carrying a lot of extra baggage on my shoulders right now because people look at me like I'm willing to lift it and I'm willing to be a friend. I'm willing to be whatever, but I can't carry it all by right. myself. And I need to release right. that. Right. You do need to release that. It's like, okay, so you feel like your friend, friends or family or whoever it is, is putting expectations on you and you're feeling those expectations, but are they verbalizing those expectations or are you, do you have you just created the expectation of what they expect of you? <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. And as an empath, there's probably a lot of me just feeling a need like out there is, and jumping right. in saying, here I am, throw it here and feeling then the pressure of it. So it's probably really self-imposed. So very good point on that. Because nobody's asking me to carry their weight. I right. I guess it really is me stepping into that you energy. Feeling, right. Yeah. And, and I would say I have gotten better at the self-imposed expectations. I think I still do it a lot where it's like, oh, they expect me to do this. I That especially happens with my family when there's something going, I... I feel I feel the expectation weight. Like I need to be the one to solve this. I need to be the one to take care of this. Hopefully in my older age and the wisdom I've carried along with me, it's like, okay, wait just a second. This expectation is not necessarily what everyone around me is expecting, it's what I'm expecting of myself. And I can let that go. And I think I'm getting better at letting it go. Yes. And I'm just now stepping into realizing that it's okay to let that go, or it's okay to put that down. Redefine the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Or just... Yeah, I don't even have a clever word because you have me thinking here. You really, really do because the way you put that is so incredibly true and told to me in a way I've never heard it before. So thank you for that. Oh, well, I do what I can. You do what you can. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think from my own personal experiences, when I feel weighted down with things that I feel like I ha I have to take care of this person, I have to take care of this other person, I have to take care of this situation. At some point, it's like, no, I don't have to do anything. They may be leaning on me for support. That does not mean I am solving their problem for them. Exactly. You're I just choosing to be support of Yes. And so I think 
as long as we're reminding ourselves of that, we're on the right path. Yeah. Well, I love this conversation and I really am sitting in this energy of expectations and learning to let them go and to um, be okay with that. And again, I will say, I think it's just important to be more mindful, try to live in the moment, be open that where you're going may turn out different than where you saw yourself. And that's okay. That really is okay. Instead of walking all bunched up in this little box of words and right and blocks and, and not meeting our expectations is not always a bad thing if we don't meet our expectation of ourselves or of someone else it may take us in a better direction not necessarily a worse place exactly and that's what i'm saying too is expectations i I do think when we place them on ourselves, we limit ourselves by saying that we're only going to go this far. We're not looking beyond that when there's room to grow even beyond that or to expand beyond that or to bring creativity in. So that's where I'm going to focus my attention, I think. Okay, I'm right there with you. So now I'm just a couple days away from seeing you in Napa. And I'll, I'll tell you, I've been preparing. I got my hair done and then I got my nails painted and they're a fabulous red wine color with one that is a sparkly champagne color for Ooh, fun. the location. And yeah, now I just need to pack, which sucks. I know. Think red, white and blue. It is um, Independence Day weekend. Okay, well, when you start dressing in red, white, and blue, I'll start dressing in red, white, and blue. I'm showing up in at least one red, white, and blue outfit. I'm just saying. I don't know what it is yet because I don't own a lot of red in general. That's what I was talking about. I know you're patriotic. I was talking more about I I know what colors you wear. I know, and I never wear red. I wear red maybe on Christmas, but... Yeah. Well, I have a little red dress, like a little fun dress that I will wear on the 4th of July, and I'll put blue shoes with it that have like white little sparkles. So I'll be covered on that day. All right. Okay. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. And we're going to share it with you all when we get back. But until then, all I can say is cheers. I'm going to Napa. (laughs) Woohoo! Cheers. Cheers.